So guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MMA podcast, the Ike MMA show, whichever one you prefer. And I'm here today with Paul O'Neill, nicknamed aka the smelliest Irish man. <laughs> I'm going to ask you about that a little bit later. But so look, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I've been keeping. I'm doing excellent. Got an early day of training in today, and you know I'm I'm helping my uh, my teammates get ready for some fights here in the yeah, next excellent. couple weeks. Excellent. Yeah. So, excited. And how's the camping trip last weekend? Or was it? Yeah. It was really good. Um, like we we spoke before this. I was supposed to have a fight two weeks ago that got canceled like uh. 36 hours before it happened, and that was it was really unfortunate. And you know, so that like. You know, my girlfriend and her dog and I, we went out to the woods and it was just a good way to kind of clear my head, reset and, you know, get ready for, for another camp and get ready back in action. Uh, a change of environment always helps. I mean, I barely ever leave the UK to go on holiday, on holiday but I know that going away, uh, even, if, even if it's just for a day, <laughs> it really does help clear yeah. your mind and recharge your batteries. So look, um... I like to take it back to um, back to the beginning. I tried, I tried to look on you just to research you and your mm-hmm. fighting, your combat um, sports and um, past as much as I could. But um, like many other um, fighters on the local scenes, wherever they are in the world, um, there just doesn't seem to be that much information about them. So I mean, it's always overshadowed by those in the bigger names, especially those in the UFC. Um, yeah. So please t- tell me, um, how did you what? really sparks your interest in um, combat sports, uh, particularly mixed martial arts and kickboxing? Yeah, so I grew up in a, like, in a martial arts, you know, kind of way. I I did karate from the time, like, for most of my childhood. Uh, I fell out of that, you know, for for making, you know, poor decisions and, like, I thought I was going to be a soccer player. You know, I was, Mm -hmm. uh, I played goalkeeper, uh, you know, and, uh, but a five foot nine goalkeeper is uh not you know doesn't uh, work not, yeah. uh, but you know and then you know I moved up here to Oregon and uh found a really good team of people and just you know uh after a while it was you know just something I fell into um I've been never really intended to fight and then you know four years ago yeah about four years ago now uh, my coach you know offered me a fight and uh I've, ever since we never looked back uh, I've had 11 fights and, uh, you know, seen all, all, all of them kickboxing. Unfortunately, the first MMA fight got canceled, but we're, we're in works to get another one in schedule. No, but so, I mean, uh, with regards to, you say the kickboxing, I mean, if I were in your shoes, I mean, I'll still be happy for the opportunity to at least get, at least your name, your brand out. The people know who you are. They've they seen yeah. one side of your talent. So they, when you, when you finally get into the uh, mixed martial arts scene, you know, they know what to expect of you. You know, yeah. Um, because I was, well, I was interviewing another um athlete before yourself, and it was a similar story with himself. Although he, I think, he kind of chose mixed martial arts after he did football, which we call soccer over here in the UK. Yeah. He did the um the soccer side of things first, but he just mm-hmm. didn't like the um just what happened afterwards when you get injured. The club doesn't pay for your um doesn't pay for your treatment if you need um an operation yeah. stuff like that. But mixed martial arts, I think, you know, you do get more money, there's more sponsorships involved. Um, so I think on that side of things, you're a lot more taken care of and looked after. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like, I've been competing in sports, you know, be it, you know, football, 
or, uh, you know, I played basketball, I played baseball, I played, you know, I did, I was playing sports year round as a kid. And then, you know, as a, as a younger adult, I had nothing to do with my spare time. You know, it was like there, there was, there's not a lot of options, you know, once you get out of high school, once you, you, you're done with college, you know, it's like, now what? And then, you know, I found, um, fortunately I found, you know, I started yeah. out in the Muay Thai gym. Um, and you know, now I focus mostly on Dutch kickboxing and, uh, and just kind of traditional like Mexican style boxing. Mm. Yeah. No, I have to say, um, that kind of training, I mean, there's training that I've been, that I've been doing, you know, training, you know, when you go to the gym or the sprints and stuff like that, but the training when you go to for combat sports, kickboxing, uh, on mitts, on pads, uh, sparring, mm-hmm. I have to say that what I've not done all of I've I've started many with, with the kickboxing side of things. Yeah. It's very, very therapeutic. If you had mm-hmm. a really bad day or a bad week, a bad whatever, it's a really good way to just vent out all the frustration and just refresh and calm your mind. It's really, really good. That's what really got my interest in, in into the sport as a fan. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh that's really like what drew me to it. Like I was in a really bad place in my mental health, you know, when I found my first gym here in Oregon. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was I was, you know, kind of falling into a lot of really destructive habits at the time and just you know, wasn't doing anything to support a healthy lifestyle and then, you know, like my whole first year of training, you know, I was still making bad mistakes outside of the gym, but it was, you know, at least it was keeping me out of trouble. You know, and then, you know, now it's just, I can't, you know, I, I spend most of my time in the gym anyway. So, you know, it's, uh, it's some that, you know, uh, you know, I like, I grew up having ADHD and, you know, it's hard for me to, to focus and like really and like, like it's not even necessarily to focus on anything. It's that like I have to find interest in something in order for me to focus on anything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So school was never my thing. But, you know, I remember, you know, as a kid, you know, like, I remember sitting there, I was that seven-year-old kid not paying attention to what the, the instructor was saying, but I was like, I want to be that guy someday, you know? Um, and, you know, it's just, it's the only thing throughout my entire life that's been able to kind of keep my interest and allow me to build positive habits and, you know, into this journey and really kind of changed my life through it. If there's anything I do regret personally myself is that I didn't get, excuse me, is that I didn't get into the sport sooner at least maybe not not even to compete professionally but you know just for training you know for exercise cause yeah like i say it keeps you in really good shape and it mentally it does uh, keep you in check it's it's good for the body it's good for the mind it really is yeah um so uh i kind of want to save this to to the end but okay your um fighting your most recent fight was um was an on-start it was cancelled so I mean, when yeah. can we be seeing? Can, when will we see you get stepping into the octagon again, potentially? So right now we're uh, we're looking at we're we're in talks for a date here in August. Uh, that would be in Salem, Oregon, for Arena Wars. Um, okay. One of my one of my teammates. It's a it's a pro aim card. So you know the top half of the card will be professional fights, and I'd okay. be on the amateur half. One of my okay. one of my teammates. Uh, is going to be, you know, headlining the, the pro card. So, you know, it's like anytime he and I have fought on the same card, you know, we've, you know, always had a great time. We prepare well together. Um, so August, I think it's 13th that we're looking at is, you know, okay. uh, that's what I'm looking at. Um, awesome. Looking to make 135 pounds. 
you know, and uh, just get back to work. I, you know, I love fighting. What's your current weight at the moment? So you just said that you've got a, I see make weight of 135 pounds. So yeah. you, um, I think I asked you about the making weight. You're currently at 135 pounds. Yeah. And uh, for your next fight, which is going to be sometime in, you said in August. Yeah, August 13th. August 13th. You've got a make weight for 135 pounds. So I mean, your current weight you're at now. Well, how much do you weigh? I typically walk around at about 155 and. You know, that's me eating whatever I want. Um, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I like, I don't eat meat or anything like that, but, you know, I, I'm pretty, you know, I eat, you know, I like to eat, like, you know, a lot. So in the times that, you know, I keep working, I keep running, and, you know, I keep training year-round, but if I don't have a final schedule, I like to get up to about 150. But, you know, I'm pretty, like, overall pretty lean and pretty long and lanky for 135 pounds. Uh, yeah. I've only ever fought one guy at 135 pounds that was taller than me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, my last two fights, I experimented with going uh, up to 145. Um, but both times, you know, I came in underweight and fought a guy much larger than me, um, you know, because I was walking in with no weight cut, no water weight at all. You yeah. know, and it was it was really easy for me. But, you know, and then, you know, like there was one fight where, you know, the guy that I, you know, was fighting, he ended up, you know, outweighing me by like 10, 15 pounds. And, you know, you know, that's part of the game, you know, and it was a fun fight and I ended up pulling out the victory. But, you know, it's, you know, it's part of the game, I guess. You go, you got to, you got to cut weight to make weight, you know. No, I get that. That, from what I've seen, you know, um, all over, uh, all over combat sports. That's a uh, given. It has to be done to, otherwise you can't compete in the, in that particular fight in that particular competition. Um, but I mean, for you, when you're going into a fight, making it, how do you go about doing? It? As in, how would you prepare? As in, what things you do? Your diet, your training, fight camp. I mean, I'm really good about running. That's kind of one of the beautiful things that you know, I'm training soccer my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. really yeah. prepared me for is that I really don't mind running. You know, so, you know, uh, like that's kind of one of my, you know, trademarks is that I, I'm very cardio heavy in my approach. Um, you know, I'll run three, four times a week, usually at about six to seven miles a piece. Um, you know, and that's, you know, and that's just part of the work. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm training six, seven days a week, you know, and it's not even really a thing. I've actually turned, uh, like, I've toned down over the years how much I used to, like, I've trained. You know, because now I'm, I'm, I'm coaching for a living, um, yeah. you know, over at Portland City Boxing, um, you know, and, uh, so it's just, I'm in the gym literally every day of the week, you know, or, you know, and, you know, unfortunately here in Portland, it rains about seven months of the year. So I'm no stranger to running around in the rain. Yeah. Like I was running in the snow this year, you know, it's just, it's one of those things I honestly don't mind it because it kind of, you know, tests your, 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 your resolves. Like, do you really want to do this? Um, but you know, overall making weights, not really a problem for me. Um, you know, it's just really focusing in on the things that I eat. You know, I used to work in kitchens. Um, you know, I, I was, I was a cook. I was a bartender for. Oh gosh, about seven years before, you know, like I was able to quit that and start coaching. Um, so it's just, 
I really do like a lot of my own cooking. My girlfriend's really good about cooking. Um, you know, so just I focus on preparing my own meals, staying active. And I don't even really weigh myself during the process because I know if I just keep doing the right things, that's, you know, scientifically speaking, the right things will happen. You said you're vegetarian, so you don't eat any meats at all. Yeah, at all. <laughs> that doesn't affect, as in, well, just, I, I do find personally myself that if you don't have any of that sort of meat, whether it's poultry, meat or fish yeah. in your diet, then you tend to get hungrier faster. You don't tend to stay, yeah. stay fuller for longer. Well, you know, fortunately, fortunately nowadays, there's a lot of great meat alternatives, you know, uh, like, like the impossible burgers. And, you know, there's like, like for me, I'm a big fan of the, the, the plant-based chicken nuggets. Those are my favorite just because, you know, I was that kid that I wanted to eat nothing but chicken nuggets. And, you know, unfortunately (laughs) I'm still a 28 year old man that wants to do nothing and eat chicken nuggets. Uh, (laughs) you know, but, um, you know, there's a lot of great, like meat, you know, like alternatives out there nowadays. And, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of good ways to access full, you know, sources of protein in a, you know, in a vegetarian and vegan way, uh, nowadays, you know, the science is really kind of caught up and, you know, with proper supplementation, um, you know, it, it's a pretty fairly easy lifestyle. Um, you know, I, I ate meat my entire life. Like I honestly didn't stop eating meat until almost a year ago. Um, and, uh, I've honestly noticed no, no drop off in strength. Um, you know, it's just kind of, I have to, I have to just track my, my macros a little bit more, you know, make sure I'm still getting my, my accurate proteins that I need. Um, and, you know, just making sure, you know, I might need to consume a little bit more food, but, you know, overall it tends to be pretty, you know, nutrient rich, uh, nutrient rich. And, uh, you know, like overall, like I don't really notice a drop off. So I hope you don't mind me asking, but why yeah. did you become a vegan? Uh, well, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily vegan right now, just because, like, <laughs> I, I will, I will, I will make the exception for pizza. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> you know, that is, that is my biggest weakness in life. Okay. Like, if you see me training like two weeks out before a fight. I'll, I'll stop what I'm doing with mitts and I'll just scream like, "Oh, I want pizza!" But um. You know, my girlfriend's been a vegan, uh, well, a vegetarian, uh, for, oh gosh, probably the better part of seven years. And, uh, you know, overall, like, for me, it was just, I, I, she kind of opened my eyes that there's so many other ways to do it. And, you know, I, I, as someone who likes to cook, you know, yeah. really liked the challenge. Um, and, you know, honestly, I, it's, pretty like it's pretty easy to you know kind of find new ways to make these things and make it still healthy and delicious mm. so back to the um how to make weight for the upcoming fights yeah uh, it still fascinates me sometimes you, you do see because i've seen um your just like your um just your physique throughout the years in the past and your instagram and all that mm. uh you've you you've always been maintained that sort of lean athletic physique yeah I would, there's no picture of you, pictures of you being overweight or, or, or you know, heavy, anything like that. Um, yeah. When it comes to making weight, you've never done so, so much that you probably have done it probably a bit too soon, a bit too drastically, a bit too severely. And perhaps, you know... I used to, 
I actually, I, like, there was one fight where I ended up cutting about 12 pounds of water weight beforehand because I just, I didn't, I wasn't proper in my preparations. You know, it's only been the last, like, you know, I've been doing it for about four years now, you know, kind of, and like, it took me a good two and a half years to really kind of dial it in, figure it out. Like, I've always, like, I work year round, you know, I love, like, 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 if I, like, I as a fighter, like, if I were to never fight again, I would still train, you know, just yeah, as much course, as yeah. I do. Just because that's, you know, it's I love it, like, with my heart and my soul. Um, so, you know, for me, like, staying in shape uh, year-round is pretty, you know, pretty easy. It's just kind of a, a side effect of the work that I do, um, you know. And uh, it's never, like, I mean, there aside from the one time that it was a problem, I did miss weight once in my career, and it was... It was humiliating, you know, um, but, um, you know, it, it's, you know, I've made sure that it never happened again. And, you know, if anything, my last two fights, I was underweight, um, you know, by, you know, a couple, like the first, the one, first one, I was five pounds underweight and they made me drink water to make weight. Uh, <laughs> uh, because, you know, I do know that, I mean, if I was to, shred my all my body weight down to a certain number i know probably well for for certain people i think yeah. there's a certain um figure weight was kilograms or pounds yeah. if you go past that downwards actually yeah. you're you're hurting your own body because uh, yeah. i think everybody has a specific range you've got to stay in uh, depending on their yeah. body type the height width whatever if you go past that you're going to start having some certain serious problems and the reason why i bring that topic up is that yeah. i've seen it some ways for particularly for the ufc some people have stepped on the scale and they've literally collapsed and just relatively recently i heard from another fighter that they on one occasion they had reduced their weight they've cut their weight so much that they've heard their own brain rattling they can hear rattling and subtly within yeah. their skull so for me it was just it was crazy it was really fascinating you know yeah yeah, for me, I really focus on the process. You know, yeah. I kind of like I make sure I put in the effort in the front end. Yes, yeah. You know, so the work is like I'll I'll put the effort in. Like for this fight that got canceled, I was preparing for it for a good two months. You know, and like even before then, you know, I, I started you know cutting my my you know my diet. You know, I'm a big fan of sweets and stuff like that. You know, I <laughs> so I cut sweets out of my yeah, diet yeah. like three months before my fight. You know, and things like that. And for me, that's not really too hard to do. You know, I'm pretty comfortable, like, getting really lean down to about, like, 140 the rest. Like, making 135, like, that typically involves a little bit of a water weight cut. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, but at this point, it's only about five pounds of water, which, you know, is pretty easy to just go in and knock out. Um, it, it, it is a uh, a challenging process oh, yes. right, to get down to 35. But, you know, for me, it kind of, uh, it, 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 you know, if you're committed as an athlete, you know, like, and it's just, you know, for me, it's not, uh, it's not like, for me, I don't have to be motivated. It's all about discipline. You know, yes, I'm, I'm very, I'm very disciplined in my approach. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's one thing that, you know, I, I, I surround myself with my teammates that are also very disciplined in their approaches. You know, we're all very consistent that we stay in shape all year round. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you know, it's all good. It's a lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like, 
some people want to be a fighter, but then, you know, they find out that the li- the fighter lifestyle sucks. <laughs> like it's, it's, you're always sore. You're yeah, always yeah. hungry. You can't go out and have drinks with your friends, you know, yeah. but it's, it's, but it's all worth it in the end, you know, yes. like, it's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, no, if not for the injuries, you know, um, that, that sort of lifestyle, the diet and training, you're actually prolonging your overall lifespan, I think. Oh, yeah. You say that, yeah. Absolutely. If I wasn't, you know, getting punched in the head for fun, uh, you know, it'd be a pretty, you know, it'd be a pretty healthy lifestyle. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, fighting, you, you're, the, the fight that was cancelled and yeah. hearing just how much time you invested in preparing for the fight, why was that fight cancelled? So that was a, a matter of licensing issues. Um, you know, I talked to the promoter, um, and, you know, they filed to have the licensing uh, because they filed at the same time for their MMA and their kickboxing license. So the, the kickboxing portion of their card happened. And, you know, I tried to, ha- tried to find an opponent, but on 36 hours notice, you know, that mm. was, they, they yeah. ultimately couldn't find someone for me. Yeah. Um, you know, but, um, you know, with the MMA, like, the, you know, with up here, I was fighting in a different state. Um, you know, so I live in Oregon. I was going to be fighting in Washington. Um, and, uh, you know, with that, you have to go through the state athletic commission. And it's, you know, anytime you go through, you know, like you, the government gets involved with the, 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 the licensing of things, it's just going to take forever. And there was some errors that went down on like the athletic commission side that, you know, he was assured it was going to happen, but I guess it just never went through. It's a, it's a real bummer. Um, you know, I really prepared hard for that fight. And, yeah. You know, if it was, I, yeah. <laughs> I would feel really, I mean, I'm not, I don't compete professionally, uh, but I would feel really, really, really pissed off, really annoyed <laughs> all of that, you know, the, more or less cutting out food you don't want, you know, just all the sacrifices, everything. Now it's all gone down the pan, and the only thing I'm I suppose the promoter can turn around and tell you is I oh, was so sorry, blah blah blah, and you don't get any sort of compensation for that at all. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's it's it was one of those like because I've had a fight fall through before, um, like three two years ago, I had a guy like we weighed in the day before, and he just didn't show up to the fight. Like that one, I was that one I was actually ah. about because he talked he talked a bunch of trash, you know. He was talking like he like every chance you get because I'm not a trash talker at all. Like I don't have to talk trash like at all to to want to <laughs> fight. Like and just you know for him beating him up was going to be you know just uh, the cherry on top, but he never showed up. Uh, this fight, you know, it was uh, was kind of one of those. It, it, you know, like I remember as a kid, my dad was saying, I'm "Not mad, I'm disappointed." You know, sure, yeah. and it was I was just it was more of a sense of deep disappointment, you know, yeah. with uh, this fight getting canceled, just because it was, uh, you know, a lot of my students that I train over at the at coach at, you know, they were cut like they all bought tickets, you know, and came up to see me. They drove, you know, an hour to come and see me fight, and it was, you know, it was a real shame, and just you know. It's, it's some, you kind of got to go through a little bit of a mourning process almost, you know, it's just, I kind of let myself, you know, go through those feelings, you know, it's just like, but you know, I didn't, I don't need to take those feelings out on my social media, you know, or anything like that. You know, I talked about it with my girlfriend, 
I, like the second I found out the fight wasn't happening, you better believe I went out and got some pizza and a beer. Like that was the first thing I did. Yeah, like okay. it was, I was like, okay, well now, you know, that's, we're going off the rails here. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, but you know, that like going out to the woods was part of that, that, that process of just kind of collecting my head and, you know, and then, you know, going back to work and, you know, like, I mean, I hold mitts for a living basically. You know, and, um, you know, so it's like, that was a good way to kind of process that, you know, kind of, I'm getting about five people ready for their, their amateur boxing debut, um, okay. you know, at the cool. moment. So it was like, it was kind of one of those, like, as disappointed as I was, I couldn't let that stop me from just kind of continuing and. You know, like one of my teammates has a fight on the 21st for a boxing match. Like, and my, my teammate Keanu Moyer's fighting for, uh, uh, he just signed for, uh, Uriah Faber's new promotion, the A1 Combat out in Sacramento. He's fighting for their, their debut, uh, belt, uh, okay. for Flyway. Um, he might be a guy you want to talk to, but you know, for me, it's just like in the fact that we keep things moving so much. Yeah. You know, there's never really any downtime. Like I took a week off from training. But like we're right back to it, you know. Yeah. It's another sport no moves so fast. Yeah, you know, and there's yeah. no time to no time to sit around and feel bad for myself. You know, it's just these things happen as part of the business. Okay, now I'm gonna move on to uh, something a bit more closer to home for you. Um, yeah. Your nickname, the um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm judging from your surname, you're of Irish descent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> got your nickname. When I when someone sent me across your name, this person was, I was like, God, who would want to choose a nickname like that? But then, you, you know, you told me the reason why. And I thought, okay, there's actually a really good um, story behind that nickname. So, tell me about. It. I mean, when your nickname is called out before a fight or mm-hmm. any sort of promotion, a press conference, whatever, do people? laugh and or make jokes. I mean, most, most promotions, like, you know, they, they're they like, give us a different nickname. And, you know, like, mm. I'm like, I'm like, all right, because I'm not attached, like, to them announcing, you know, the smelliest Irishman. Like, I get that it's not the most professional, like, yes. <laughs> name. Like, yeah. but, you know, for, you know, we we discussed it briefly, but for, you know, anybody who didn't read our DMs, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, you know, it was, a, it was a name given to me by one of, you know, my best friends I've ever had in my life. You know, uh, I grew up in San Diego, California, and, uh, you know. Uh, my but my best buddy Julio, you know, I I had four. You know, it was me and three other guys that I was hanging out with primarily. Julio, who gave me the name, and the Carrillo brothers, uh, they really helped spark my interest and love for MMA. Um, and so you know, we uh, we were notorious for just going to parties and hanging out and turning on you know USC fights or whatever fights were on. We'd watch Bellator. We would watch anything that was happening. And, you know, we were inseparable because of that. And uh, that was in the era of uh, the Black Zillions down in Florida. You know, uh, back in the day, um, it broke up. And that, that was like Rashad Evans, uh, you know, where, you know, a bunch of Brazilians came up to Florida and just started training. And it was great. And that was our favorite gym at the time. Um, and so, you know, we called ourselves the weed zillions because we were heavy cannabis smokers at the times. Uh, so that's actually what that is in reference to is a cannabis reference because I was always, yeah. you know, 
uh, always stoned for a time. Um, but Julio, you know, he's the guy who, like, he was really there for me, you know, through, through thick and thin. And, you know, I was going through a lot of mental health issues at the time. And, uh, you know, but that was the name he gave me. And then, you know, he encouraged me to move up here. And then, uh, as I told you, he had uh, complications from his surgery. Um, you know, completely unforeseen, uh, circumstances and, uh, you know, ended up, uh, you know, left with some pretty se- severe handicap, um, as a result. And, uh, you know, so after that, that was actually one of the things that propelled me into actually fighting. He, because he was one of the guys who encouraged me into actually training because, you know, he knew I, you know, trained as a, a child and he's like, you love this. Why don't you train? Well, I, and, you know, it just made sense. And, you know, and after, you know, the situation happened, uh, it was just kind of, uh, you know, everybody has to have a reason why. And, you know, for me, I do this for the people that wanted me to live a better life when I wasn't. Mm. And, you know, and uh, just, you know, I do it to honor him and just kind of the love and friendship that my friends have given me. And, you know, as a result, like my buddy Xavier, uh, you know, one of the four of us, he trains uh, in uh, at 10th Planet Oceanside under Gio Martinez, and now he's a competition jiu-jitsu practitioner. You know, and it's just like, you know, uh, one person inspired me, and then, you know, for me, it's just, it, it set me off to doing this for the right reasons. And, you know, for me, that name is, you know, everybody and their mother is like, why, why do you keep that name? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, for me, it's just something that's, you know, it's a lot more like, it's part of me, you know, it's part of the people that allowed me to continue like growing as a person, you know? Yeah. I love it though. (laughs) You see, that's, well, it may, it may sound ridiculous, but I think, I mean, have you told them the backstory behind the nickname? Because if you did, maybe um, people might. I mean, with have a... with promotions, I'm I'm just there to fight, honestly. Sure. Like, you know, I'm I'm, you know, I the only time I talk to anybody there, like, is if they, you know, if they ask me what my fi- my walkout song is, you know, and I always I always pick something different, something fun, uh, you know, like when I won my uh, my amateur championship, uh, I walked out to Careless Whisper with George Michaels. You know, the, the, the song with the saxophone solo start to the, the wimble, and I beat the, you know, beat the dog piss out of the guy, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, no, but, um, that, that is good. I mean, after you, you told me the a reason behind it, I actually, it wasn't funny anymore. And I thought that's actually yeah. really, really cool. It really, really good. It's almost like, but I mean, your friend that is um, disabled, is he still, he's still with us? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's hard for me to keep in touch just because, you know, he's not able to communicate really like with the phone, but you know, my, my, the Carrillo brothers, like I'm still deeply in touch with them. They still keep in contact with them. Uh, he's fully aware of what I'm out here doing. He, he loves it. Like, and, uh, you know, that brings me a lot of joy, like just overall. Um, Okay. Well, I'll be bashful for asking this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, yeah. You're 28 years old now. Um, yeah. In future, and this is something I've asked quite a few fighters um, on the local scene, um, you know, just in, say in the next five years or so, do you see yourself probably um, competing in one of the bigger names? 
okay, the, the UFC everybody knows about. I brought up Bellator PFL, one FC. Yeah. Um, do you see yourself competing in any of those um, bigger names, or do you still prefer staying sticking to the much more local scene? Uh, you know, I'm honestly open to, you know, to the whole world of MMA. Um, you know, like one of my, like I mentioned earlier, my teammate Keanu Moyer, he's starting to, you know, travel around the United States fighting for like Titan FC, um, you know, and like groups like that. Um, you know, that's something I'm very interested in. Like, I mean, I would love to fight, you know, like, you know, like for me, like, you know, like, even just one fight in the UFC would be a dream, but, like, Bellator would be glorious. Like, I would love no, to fight in yeah. Bellator. Like, honestly, to say, even just to fight on the local scene, like, in a professional level would be a great thing for me because, you know, like, even to just, like, because I've never been someone who's been... So you're um, saying... Yeah, but, Oh, yeah, but, you know, like, you know, like, my teammates, uh, you know, we're starting to... We're, we're a very small gym. Um, you know, we have five fighters, six fighters out of our gym at any given time. It's very small. Um, but you know, Portland, Oregon is such a hotbed right now. You know, we, we've got Ricky Simone in the area. We've got Journey Newsome. We got guys in Bill, like Austin Vanderfurt just bought, uh, Gegard Mousasi. Like, yeah. that's, that, like, that's an incredible thing to me. You know, we got Paige yeah. Van Zant in the area. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, like, and then it's also an area that's got a very, like, it's a legendary history, you know, mm. like, you know, like the Pacific Northwest is a hotbed for just, you know, legendary MMA. Um, and, you know, it's so like, I just really want to continue that tradition of like, you know, like excellent fighting and wherever that takes me, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do it because, you know, just the fact that I get to do it is man, that blows my, like, it blows my mind to this day. Like, yeah. Um, there's something that did kind of interest me um, in what you just said um, earlier yeah. about the um, that you, if you were to fight in the UFC, that would be great. But if you were to fight in Bellator, that would be a dream. Yeah. That you said yeah. that would be glorious. I mean, and so, really, for you, you'd actually choose the actual fighting, being recognized for your talent over the fame, which is what you'd be offered yeah. a lot in the UFC. Yeah, you know, like, for me, just fame isn't everything. You know, I grew up in the punk rock community. So it's just, you know, being big and being flashy, like, money is, that's not something that interests me. Like, you know, it's just like, I mean, yeah, if it happens, that's really awesome. That's really cool. Like, but for me, just, like, nothing's ever been about the attention, you know? It's about, like, like, for me, is I would have spent, like, for me, I'm just, like, I want to spend the rest of my life coaching, you know? Like, mm. and, you know, the more experience on a high level that I can get for that, the more I can help people develop their skills. Like, that's that's the dream is to become the best martial artist I can be. Whatever the stage that's on, like, I'm ready for it. I, like, you know, I've, I've, like, I'm ready for anything that may come. <laughs> mm. No, I, I like I like what you said. That's that does sound like a really a mature um, answer. I'm not saying that you're mature, but that does sound like a very oh, yeah. wise and sensible answer. Because when I look at the UFC and I look at Bellator, and I've said this before, even to my um, co-hosts from the past, that those guys who may not be on big um, promoters, promoters on big cards or stacked cards, 
you know, I've noticed that even on the local scene, you have fighters that are really talented. They put on a really, really good, entertaining fighting show. And the most annoying thing is that they just they just do not get the exposure. And I noticed this sometime in the middle of 2020. I just looking through some YouTube clips, see some highlights from a Bellator fight, and the um, the fights were very, really, really entertaining. And then I just couldn't see the clips. When I saw um, um, some clips for a UFC fight, and the fights weren't really that good, but the clips and highlights <laughs> were everywhere. But for the guys in the smaller scene, and Bellator not exactly isn't small, but Bellator, you know, yeah. you know, the guys don't really get enough recognition and exposure for for their talent. You know, I just couldn't see, yeah. I just couldn't see the um, the any uh, sort of, um, I just couldn't see enough uh, highlights or clips of the uh, of the fights that they have been competing in. So, so that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, uh, yeah, Bellator is always like. It's honestly, like, it's a lot of fun just because, you know, like, those other promotions, like, like that's the, people forget that, you know, there's such a wide world of MMA out there. Like, man, like, the the cards that one championship has been putting on lately have been mind-blowing. Like, that Demetrius yeah. Mighty Mouse Johnson versus Rod Tang fight was incredible. That whole card, like, blew my mind. You know, it was just, like, it, it it kind of annoys me that people get so focused on just the UFC. Yeah, you know yeah, when there's yeah. such a such a wide world out there. You know, and it's just I want to be part of that larger world because I think in the grand scheme of things, you know, the UFC is just part of MMA history. Correct, you know, yeah. you look at like like my favorite promotion of all time was Pride. Pride Championships was the greatest promotion of all time. Like. The, the way that they did their shows, the way that they, like, the fighters that they had on their roster in their prime, like, that, like, I would have, like, if I had the, if I had the choice between fighting an old school pride and then the UFC, I would choose old school pride any day of the week. Like... No, I, uh, I agree, agree with everything you're saying there. So it's just that the Misa just came and say that we've got to wrap up in, like, 10 minutes. So, oh, yeah, no problem. Um, no. Actually, we can go on for a little bit more if you see, because you said that you're not. Oh, uh, no, yeah, no, that's, that was the end of that statement. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> um, so, God, I just forget the question I was going to ask you. Um, is there anyone, say that any of, any of the students you're coaching, anyone from your gym that we should be looking out for that, and only really talented names, talented fighters that we should be keeping an eye out for? Yeah, um, I mentioned him earlier, Shano Young Guns Moyer. Yeah, uh, I'll send him your way. He's a really great guy. He's uh, yeah, he's gonna be you. fighting, you know, twice here in the next three months. Um, you know, he's fighting uh, in A one uh, combat for Uriah Faber. Uh, that's I forgot exactly the date. He just accepted that fight. Um, my my guy Jacob Cooper. You know, he he's a you know hot one on the scene right now. He's a jujitsu wizard. You know, with excellent Muay Thai. My guy, Michael Tyner's getting ready for a boxing match right now. Uh, we're all locals right now, you know, just at our amateur level. But, you know, my, uh, like, well, Keanu's on that professional level right now. The rest of us are on the amateur level. But my coach, Ishmael White, um, you know, he's getting, like, I firmly believe that, you know, in the next couple of years, he will be a name you guys will know. Um, you know, he's very innovative in the way that we work. Uh, and he works very closely with my coach, George Gonzalez, you know, and we, we work a lot of Dutch style kickboxing and a lot of just traditional, like hard nosed boxing. And, you know, it's a very, uh, 
we we like to keep it simple but like executable and we execute our our, our, our plans effectively and just you know because you know you, you watch like like my buddy Keanu you know he, he he's the best striker I I know like but he has two of the sickest submissions on the professional level I've ever seen I'll have to send them your way hold up one of the sickest guillotines um, like just straight up, like jumped on, and then the other guy broke his arm in six places with an arm bar. Like you know, just you know, we're we're one of the smallest shows in town. You know, like at Equip Academy, you know, like we we've got a small room. You know, our sparring rooms are legendary though because we open the room to all other people, like Jalen Bates, who, who we mentioned Bellator earlier. He's five and oh, six and oh, and uh, Bellator, he used to come through our room like this recently, it's like six months ago. You know, it's sure. we've got, yeah, no, sorry, I was just looking at some oh, yeah. computer there. Oh, yeah, uh, um, it's just you know, high quality work in a small space, you know. Uh, and yeah, I'll send you my guys, like they would love to talk to you, <laughs> definitely. Um, any sponsors or any other names you want to give a shout out to? I'm I'm currently unsponsored, uh, so if anybody in the Portland area, I don't know how many listeners you have in Portland, Oregon, uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, we'll we'll start some, I'll, uh, we'll find them. Sure. Uh, but so you know, the only name I really have to plug is my gym, Equip Academy. I'm uh, sitting in the parking lot okay. of it right now. Um, we're awesome. on Instagram. Uh, we're yeah. at Equip Academy. I think there might be a PDX at the end of it. I should have. That's unprofessional for me to not know. But, you know, you can find me at the smelliest Irishman um, on Instagram, all one word. Um, yeah, just check out my teammates. Like, I'm I'm just ex- as excited about their growth as mine. Yeah. Sure. Paul O'Neill, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And, pleasure uh, to meet you, my friend. Thank you. Definitely we have to get you back to the show at some point in the future. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. I look for hopefully next time I'll have a fight to talk about. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Take care. I'll see you later, my friend. See ya.